Welcome to Ticket Bud Tidbits. My name is Lisa Carson and I'm your host once again. In this podcast, I talk to Jerry Brooks. Jerry is a social media star and an elementary school principal. He was a teacher before moving into school administration and now has a not so secret life as a public speaker and social media influencer in the education space. Through his popular YouTube videos focused on real world educational experiences, Jerry has amassed a social media following of over 1 million people. His most popular viral video this year was viewed by over 6 million and received national media coverage. In it, Jerry addresses the recent college admission scandal involving a couple of celebrities and rule-breaking parents. I may leave you with the soundbite of that. Um, uh, and let me tell you how many times I've wanted to uh, put a medal on a parent's neck at the science fair instead of on the, ch- uh, on the child's. Because that parent said, oh, well, I really think we should be able to help our child um, in academics. And so I, I did a lot on this science fair project. You know who else thought they should be able to help their children in academics? Aunt Becky. Jerry's relatable stories and Tell It Like It Is style, combined with his passion for education, has proven to be a winning formula, which now sees him booking speaking engagements across the country and hosting a seller event series called Celebrate Educators. We invited Jerry to the podcast to talk about his rise to internet stardom and what it's like to be both the talent and the event organizer for a traveling one-man show. Jerry talks about how his social media following allowed him to become a speaker and to host events across the country. He emphasizes the importance of developing authentic and niche content that appeals to a specific audience. And he shares how he markets his events through social media. He also talks about how he's been able to outsource and get expert advice for managing his social media and events. Ticketbud's one of those partners who uh, Jerry relies on for ticketing expertise with our account management and support being something that he finds incredibly valuable so he can get on with running his events. So here it is. I'll leave you with the podcast and you can have a listen to Jerry. Hi, Jerry. Welcome to Ticketbud Tidbits podcast. Uh, can you tell us a bit about uh, how you went from being a teacher and a headmaster to having a social media following of like 1 million. How did this all begin and when did it start? Well, it started in uh, December of 2017 um, and it just uh, had to do with a viral video that I um, put out on what um, principals do on snow days. And it just kind of went from there and I kept uh, putting videos up. And so it's just, uh, you know, zoomed from 500 followers to, you know, over a million. So it's just been a huge blessing. Wow. And you just say, we just kept doing it, kept making them. Yep. Just kept going and do one about every week and different things and then um, have events on the weekends. And it's just been crazy. So I think you're a really good example of someone who's creating authentic content that's relatable and resonates with your target market. Um, And it's earned you this significant following and you've been able to leverage that to create your celebrate educators events that have been selling out across the country. So uh, I think, you know, you're Authenticity, relatability, your humor in your videos is what makes your content so appealing. Uh, how do you feel about putting yourself out there and having people respond in the way that they have? Uh, well, it's, you know, it's real life. And that's, what, that's, that's an excellent example of the power of social media. You know, the things that I'm doing here in Kentucky are happening in every state in the United States and Australia and Dubai, pretty much everywhere. And so it's just been a real testament to the fact that the things that educators deal with are pretty much um, the same everywhere. And, you know, that's why it's blown up so much because the things that are happening here are happening in every state. And yeah, around the world. And how did you start sharing your content? Like what, was there a particular channel you started on? How did you sort of build that following out? Do you now have multiple social media channels you use? Yeah, it just all started out with Facebook on, on my personal Facebook page. Um, and then when I got tapped out with 5,000 friends, cause Facebook blocks you at five, not blocks you, but, you know, you're only allowed to set, uh, accept 5,000 friends. 
I did uh, not know that. <laughs> yeah, once you yeah, once that, you yeah. on uh, just on a on a normal Facebook page, which is most people have, they they stop you at five thousand, and so you know people were wanting to be able to follow and and get the um, the notifications, and so I kind of went to this to the personality. Um, I, I don't know what they call it, the personality page. Um, yeah. and then that, that's unlimited. And so from there, uh, it started with, you know, YouTube after that and then moved on to, um, Instagram and, and Twitter. Okay. So do you manage it all yourself? How do you plan and schedule this content? Uh, I, I, uh, yeah, I, I have somebody that helps me with Instagram. Okay. Um, I, I was brand new to it and didn't really know how to work it. And so I have somebody that helps with Instagram, uh, posting things. Um, and really the things that are a little bit more difficult, like scheduling. Um, yeah. and then she monitors comments and, and, you know, says this is inappropriate or that way. So she's just kind of a monitor. And, okay. uh, I have a social media agent now, uh, who works in plans with, um, with companies that want to do collaborations. And then I also just now started a Facebook agent that just has a lot of connections, especially when something goes down or doesn't work right. You know, he has a lot of connections to be able to go through and check those. And, and he works, you know, with several different groups and Facebook is one of them. So it's just been great to be able to have somebody to say, this video is not going very well and it should, or this is frozen or this is upside down. And he's able to contact um, uh, Facebook and, you know, get things fixed quickly. Okay. That's great. Was, Cause I was thinking you're doing an awful lot. If you're doing it all by yourself, it's um, yes, a little bit um, crazy. Yeah. So um, your social media following has enabled you to build a profile and then an event series. When and how did Celebrate Educators begin and how did that evolve? Well, I started speaking at conferences and a lot of times the educational conferences are, you know, anywhere from 200 to $500. And so people kept saying, I'd love to see you speak, but I can't afford a conference. And so I just decided that, you know, maybe I could do something on my own on a Saturday and just charge 20 bucks and then people could come to that. And so it's, it's been very successful and in you know pretty much everywhere and so i just post an event up on facebook and announce it out and sell tickets and uh you know people are able to come for you know just a, a day of encouragement and fun without having to pay the huge cost of a conference and how many speaking events do you do across the country each year estimate uh i try to do as many as possible last year i got 36 in nice. so I'm, I'm pretty much trying every saturday um with exception of uh you know every once in a while we'll have a cancellation and it'll be too late to cover it or um, you know, Christmas vacations and, you know, a summer vacation. And so I'm trying for pretty much everywhere now that, you know, now that it's hot, um, yeah. you know, I want to try to get as many in as possible. So I'd pro I'll probably have as many, maybe 40, uh, 45 this, this year. It's busy, man. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, for sure. On top of your job. <laughs> yep, absolutely. So how do you keep on top of everything that you do? Because you've got a lot of balls in the air. Right. Uh, it's, it's, you know, you got to be very organized and uh, I've got an event planner, two event planners actually that kind of split the organization, which is, you know, really time consuming of emailing back and forth and making sure things are, you know, in place. You know, the priority is my weekly job of being a principal. So a lot of it happens, you know, after, after hours at night and uh, weekend planning. And so, you know, I have help for that, you know, so far it's been doable for sure. Nice. So you sort of wear multiple hats in that you're, you're the talent, you're involved in the event organization, you're also promoting because you're the person promoting it. So sort of how do you combine all of that? Well, it's just really organization. Um, you know, the, the, the hard part is, you know, making sure that I can get a video in, you know, during the week and, and, you know, traveling on Friday to Sunday and trying to make sure that I have, you know, the fresh content, you know, trying to break it up when somebody asks for, you know, a collaboration. I don't want to do so many things that I'm constantly advertising things and 
then I also have to advertise my own event. So it really is just organizing and, and keeping track of, you know, what you're offering and making sure that you're not overloading on one or the other and making sure that you're, you know, getting content out there as often as possible. So for um, other people who are like the big people who do speaking tours or performers where they have to promote and organize things for themselves, what sort of advice would you have for someone like that who's maybe starting out? Well, Facebook is excellent because it allows you actually to um, uh, advertise in specific areas. So, um, you know, I can put up a, you know, a, a post and people will read it, but they really won't share it unless it's, in, you know, somebody's not going to share an event in Alabama that lives in California. And so, Facebook allows you to actually go in and target specific areas in a 25-mile radius. So if I'm going to Birmingham, you know, I'll go in and I'll target Birmingham and all the cities around it. So I'll have about a 75-mile radius of people that like my page, who are the people that are most likely to come in. Um, And then I give away things. I'll say, you know, if if you share this, you'll get a chance to win free tickets. Uh, You know, if you tag your friends, you get a chance to win tickets for all those people and um, sometimes I'll give away t-shirts. So, you know, there's just a lot of things for incentives. Um, yeah. You know, the more likes and shares there are on Facebook, the more likely they are to allow it to have um, a bit bigger reach with their analytics. So, you know, I just try to get the word out there and ask people that are hosting the organization, you know, make sure that you tell all your people to like it and share. And then it just kind of goes from there. Yeah, I was going to say, do you have, I guess you would do it a lot, do you have you know, people in different locations that you have connections with that you might might help you share it or other teachers or educators? Well, one of the things Facebook does too is you um, are able to send it just to the people that like your page. Mm-hmm. And so when I go in there, um, you know, I can click people who like my page and those are, you know, the, the main followers. And yeah. so that advertisement goes directly onto their feed. Um, I can also click people who like your page and their friends. Um, and then we always, you know, ask and require that those that are hosting, because we always have a school that hosts yeah. and we ask them to make sure they get the word out with not only their teachers, but possibly the district too, to make sure they get that word out too. Okay. So what are some of the like event logistics that you have to manage or, or did you in the beginning, like things like booking venues or finding venues or audio setup? Well, we, um, we, we will advertise on saying, you know, we're looking for venues in, you know, spring. And then we sometimes list the largest areas because we, we, you know, we kind of have a certain population we want to go to. And then, you know, once somebody contacts us, it's a fundraiser for them. So they get 10% of the sales and we send out a contract that kind of outlines everything. You know, it has to be an auditorium. It has to seat this many. There has to be a tech person on location, you know, that type of thing. And so once they sign off on that contract, We'll check with them a couple of times just to make sure we've had sometimes they book a gym, which we don't go to. Um, and so really it's just kind of outlined out in the contract. This is exactly what we need. Yeah. And then once they sign off on that, we double check a couple of times and, you know, then kind of go from there to make sure that they're following up on the things that are needed for a successful event. Okay. I didn't realize that you, um, that it's also a fundraiser for them when they're hosting events. That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, we, we were, we were renting hotel rooms and conference centers and we just thought, you know, this would be much better if we could get a high school auditorium. Most districts have high school auditoriums and so, um, they can waive the rental fees and then yeah. we can give 10% of the cost of the tickets directly to those schools and so it ends up being a fundraiser for them much better idea love it yep so what do you do you collect you know the um i mean i know you've got access through it through ticket bud uh, like the attendee information from the events so do you follow up with people who attend your events or um or do you just build relationships with them on social media yeah we use um uh kind of both those you know we always tell everybody make sure you follow on social media you know we have email addresses and so um you know through ticket bud we can go through an email uh each event or however we want to do that ticket bud also allows us to download that to have an excel document and so we're able to use a mass um, email system 
and enter those um, emails that we have um, generated through TicketBud when they purchase. And we can send out, you know, a mass email to, you know, at this point, I think we have 28,000 email addresses just from people that have, you know, purchased tickets. And that all comes from the spreadsheets we get from TicketBud. Yeah. And so TicketBud's been your uh, provider, I think, for about two years now. And you work with the lovely Layla. Uh, who's yes. your account manager. So does having like a personal point of contact make things easier as an event organizer that you've got that person that you talk to? It's absolutely amazing. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that I probably could do myself, but uh, you know, she may roll her eyes me. I'm not really sure, but it's just, it's amazing to be able to say, can you refund this person? You know, can you answer this? Uh, a lot of times, I mean, you know, it's probably at least once a day that I forward her something and say, can you help with this? You know, she always checks. I emailed the day before and say, can you check this? You know, cause the very first probably first two events I had a you know issue where I put the wrong time zone in so it's just good to be able to have somebody that she knows exactly what I'm looking for you know she knows how to check it she knows how to say okay this is California and that's you know mountain standard time um, so she corrects those um, you know she you know she's even stayed after when I had an issue with one of the events you know she stayed after and I said I need to be able to get a hold of somebody because it freaks me out if something goes wrong and she even was willing to stay after the closing of you know five or six o'clock and even if it's just 10 minutes to say it's up and running. So it, that has been the most amazing thing is knowing that I can get a hold of anybody. She's never questioned and said, okay, you can do that on your own. We don't do that for your service. And, you know, it's just been a great collaboration and, you know, something that's been tremendously helpful in my business. Yeah. Um, so, you, I mean, you host events across the country and the uh, ticket sales are like between sometimes 500, sometimes 1,400 attendees. They often can sell out the day of release. So yeah. I'd imagine having a ticketing provider helps manage all of that, the volume of that. And there's, I mean, there's just no way I could do it. You know, originally we were just trying to figure out what did, and I did a lot of research and um, ticket, but had such good reviews that, you know, they do everything. And, and it, I love that it comes directly to my email so I can, you know, get dings every time somebody purchases a ticket and, you know, I can check it live. So, you know, sometimes they sell out the meet and greets will sell out in, in three minutes. So I'm actually go a, go in, able to click live and I'm able to actually see how many people will uh, purchase tickets, where we're at. You know, I can send out a, a you know, an, an immediate email, you know, saying these are sold out. You need to make sure you call your friends or they're going to. And so it's just, it's been a great collaboration and, and fantastic for business. Awesome. Really glad to hear that. So I have a couple of final questions to ask you, which is, is there any advice you wish you had been given at the start of your career? Well, I, th- I wish I had had somebody early on. Uh, I, you know, I was not, and, and I'm still not in this for the money. That has, has been a benefit, but I'm really in it, you know, for the, the ability to be able to support educators and, and have a platform yeah. to be able to support the stress that we're having. So, you know, I'm, I'm probably a little bit different than a lot of the people that are trying to go out on social media. Yeah. But I, I think if, you're, if your goal is to financially make this something for you, then, then I really feel like you need to jump into it and get help. You know, there's a, you know, percentage, uh, you know, everybody takes a percentage. There's a cost to TicketBud. There's a cost to my agents. Uh, but again, those, those things, and it, it's, you know, it's, it's a hard swallow at first thinking, gosh, I'm giving up, you know, 5%, 10%, 15%, 20%. But if your goal is to, you know, right. make it a financial windfall for you, especially, you know, maybe not working full time, then you've got to have the expert help that you get. And so I would say if somebody's coming in, if they just want to do it for fun, for social, I would just say be authentic, find what your niche is and whoever it is that's following you, then that's what you need to gear to. You know, if, if, if you put it out there and you're thinking I'm going to, you know, be a fashion expert and all of a sudden you realize you're getting teenage girls instead of, you know, the 20 somethings, then you need to drop it down and, and focus on the teenage girls. So you really need to know who it is that's following you and, and switch your content up so that it's authentic for those followers. Yeah. 
Are you looking at you know, what your videos are more popular? Does it surprise you sometimes which videos are more popular than others? And does that help yeah, you? Yeah, um, no, I can, I can, I can usually guess. I, ha- I have a friend that always, you know, helps and he previews. I- I'm always surprised at the huge number of the serious videos get. Those have been the most popular. Uh, and so when I'm supporting, you know, the situation, uh, you know, here with, uh, uh, you know, just the negative situations that we're dealing with, with politics, those, you know, I've, I've, you know, one of them has 14 million views. And uh, if it's, you know, if it's very timely on something, um, you know, my one on Aunt Becky and the college scandal um, for admissions, you know, blew up and, uh, you know, I got CNN coverage and all that because it was so absolutely timely. So the videos that are geared towards teachers, you know, kind of average probably 300,000 to eight hundred thousand but when they hit a bigger social issue you know such as you know strikes or college admission scandals or anything that's really up to date and I try to get those out right away those are geared more towards larger audiences so they just blow up expand your audience I saw the Aunt Becky one that was really funny yeah Uh, it was fun it was a good one it was it was was done really well and and I saw the news coverage for it as well we're in our office and we're like look he's on the news it was great it was great (laughs) So that's great. The uh, final question I was going to ask was if you could tell us about a great event you've attended. Seeing we're talking about events, what's something that you've been to that you thought was wonderful? The Right Stuff um, Chicks do a conference called Teach Your Heart Out, and it's absolutely amazing. And they did a great job early on of um, watching Instagram, uh, you know, very good Instagram educators. And so they got a lot of these early on uh, Instagram educators that had, you know, 110,000 followers on Instagram, and they kind of cherry picked the ones that they felt like had excellent content and and they created a conference directly around those people and mm-hmm. it's just kind of blown up everywhere and you know now those people have you know 100,000 followers plus and it's fantastic because I, I'm in the room with the most um, popular and the best in my opinion Instagram educators who are offering content and real world things to do in your classrooms um, and so the Teach Your Heart Out series has been just absolutely amazing. I love the title as well that's awesome. Okay. Well, that's the last of my questions. So you can find out more about Jerry's Celebrate Educators events at celebrateeducators.tickbud.com and you can follow Jerry on his social channels, which I'll make available. Upcoming uh, Celebrate Educators events are in Virginia Beach, Los Angeles, Seattle, and Dallas. Yep, absolutely. Thanks for chatting with us today, Jerry. It was great to have you. No problem. Appreciate everything you guys do and it was nice talking to you. Wonderful. I'll chat to you soon. All right. Thanks. So that was our interview with Jerry Brooks from Celebrate Educators. I'm going to finish by leaving you all to listen to one of Jerry's most viewed videos. Uh, For event organizers who think that their job is stressful or sometimes like herding cats, have a listen to this. Jerry thinks that he's got your beat. People often ask me what the most stressful part of the beginning of the school year is. That's an easy answer. It's kindergarten lunchroom duty. See, kindergartners have never been together in a big old group trying to eat lunch. It's like trying to get a bunch of kittens to do something. You get one seated down, and then the other one's under the table, and then the one you seated down is gone, and they're licking your hands, and they're all over the place. It's just crazy. And then there's these Lunchables. Now, I know these are tasty treats in little compartments, but they are a lunchroom duty nightmare. Now, if parents bought these ones you just open up once, and there's little circles of bologna, and the kids eat them, that'd be fantastic. But unfortunately, they get these fancy ones. And then I get, open my Lunchable. Will you open my pizza sauce? Will you open my pepperoni? Will you open my Capri Sun? Can you open my Nursery Crunch? It just ends up being crazy. Then kindergartners get very excited to talk to you. 
and they do this, um, 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 and you sit very patiently waiting, and then they say something so off the wall and random, you don't know how to answer, um, 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 my grandma's got six toes on one of her feet, true story, and I just say, your grandma is so fancy, and lastly, kindergartners want to be your best friend, they are so wonderful, I love them, but I do not have time to debate whether a pony would be a good inside pet while I'm trying to open 47 Lunchables. If you want to know stress in your life, come volunteer for kindergarten lunchroom duty.